All right. All right. All right. Let's go. Uh, and welcome to another episode of the Bakari Sellers podcast. I hope you guys checked out our uh, debate show recap, the instant reaction with myself and Angela Rye and Andrew Gillum. Uh, my next episode has uh, Congresswoman Lisa Blunt Rochester from the great state of Delaware. But today we're having one of my very good friends in somewhat of an emergency pod because of the news of the day, the news of the morning. I wanted to go and get the best reporter I could find. They were all busy. So I have Jonathan Martin with us today <laughs> on the Bakari Sellers podcast. Jay Mart from the New York Times. What's going on, my brother? I was the eighth phone call you made, but I picked up. So <laughs> but you, well. at least you picked it up. Everybody else went to voicemail. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get started. Let's get some background real quick on this story because it broke late last night. My friends on the West Coast don't even know what happened. When did we know that the president and the first lady tested positive? And what are the protocols now for the White House and the Trump campaign? How do you campaign while quarantining? Well, we didn't find out until about one in the morning last night, Eastern time, when the president himself fittingly for this this era, tweeted it. Uh, because how else are we going to find breaking news and the Trump era besides on Twitter.com? And, um, but the word had started to sort of spread a little bit earlier, early speculation, Bakari, because Hope Hicks, his uh, very close aide, uh, tested positive, and Bloomberg News reported that. That was not released by the White House. It was reported by Bloomberg tell me, News. Tell me, let's dig on that real quick. So yeah. why didn't the White House release that bit of news? That would, Don't you think that's of some public import? Well, you know, we've reported that they didn't want it to get out, that you know, they want to sort of keep that withheld, at least for the time being. And so that got reported, though, I guess, nine o'clock last night. And then so speculation sort of got going. And then the president said that he and his wife had been tested, but he didn't indicate the results. Now, those tests are instantaneous. I thought they were. Yeah, they get rapid the tests, test, don't they? The, the, the tests that he takes are. About 90 minutes, two hours after that tweet where he said he had been tested, he then put out the now famous tweet saying he's positive. And so that's about one in the morning last night. Now, we got news this morning about 8 a.m. Because that uh, Vice President Pence has tested negative. Uh, so that that's good news to hear. That is good news to hear. But let, let's back up to you. Uh, yesterday, after knowing, and we, we don't know, I mean, we would assume the president does know that Hope Hicks test positive. He continued to campaign. Didn't he go to a fundraiser in New Jersey? He went to his country club up in New Jersey in Bedminster, had an event with people, you know, close to him. You know, wasn't taking precautions. And then even in remarks that he delivered last night in the White House, he said that the end is in sight. The end of the pandemic is in sight. You know, while he literally is is taking the test, that's going to come back positive for him. And let me ask one more question along this timeline while we're building it out. Uh, Hope Hicks tested positive. Let me not say they know, but Hope Hicks tested positive before Kaylee McEnany walked out and gave her press briefing yesterday. Yes. That's my understanding. That's my uh, in understanding. a room full of reporters. Right. Uh, did she did she know at that time? What are reporters? I mean, I you know I know Jeff Bennett very well. Great great Morehouse man, uh, and and a lot of individuals who are in that room. Uh, uh, J Jim Acosta, I believe, was probably in the room if they still let him in the White House. I don't know who the Times had in there. Yeah, Jonathan Carl of ABC put something on Twitter this morning, you know, asking the press secretary that that very question that, that you just asked was, you know, did she know uh, and had she come into contact with Hope Hicks when she walked into the briefing room yesterday morning to brief the reporters? Because if, if she knew and, and then still came in there and did that briefing, obviously that's going to raise a whole host of questions. 
But I, I think, McCullery, the larger issue here is that for six months now, the president has consistently downplayed the threat of this virus, has offered you know, unrelenting, rosy predictions about it disappearing, uh, saying it's it's not that bad, mostly affects old people, and you know, urged every, you know, schools, sports teams, businesses, states to open back up. Said you know, open back up, um, and not just that, but also his personal conduct. You know, he's disregarded the recommendations of his own health advisors, who said, you know, wear a mask, you know, you know, you know distance um, if you can. Uh, and he obviously has flouted those practices now for months. And not just that, but has sort of mocked Joe Biden for wearing a mask. And, you know, he has every protocol in place to keep him safe in the White House. And he still flaunts all of those protocols and still contracts coronavirus. And if I'm not mistaken, was scheduled to do an indoor rally. Even before, before we get to what happens in the future, let's back up just a little bit more. There are a lot of people, a lot of skeptical people, shout out to my friend Charlemagne the God, who don't think he has it, think that this is a big, a, a big ploy, and think that he's using this as a distraction from an otherwise disastrous debate. What type of diagnosis has been verified by a trustworthy source? Have we seen any official medical reports with the test results? How do we know that this is true and not just another distraction? Well, we got a, a note from the White House doctor last night putting this diagnosis in black and white on paper. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Skeptics can say that that's concocted and he's just going along with what Trump wants for political gain. Um, you know, I would question how much political gain um, a 74-year-old president would get from coming out and saying that he's got a virus uh, a month before his reelection. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just think that, that, that I, I'm with you, Jonathan. Let me just uh, let me just. There, there are many of my viewers, many of the listeners to the Bakari Sellers podcast who, yeah, I get it. who say this dude it. lying, and and I think that the ploy is that you know you get a virus a month out. This is the October surprise. In two weeks, you beat it. And look, your your diet was KFC cheeseburgers, Diet Coke, and you don't Helped work out. Helped you overcome and you, the corona. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it that that um, you, you can have sort of triumphant recovery. I just think that the biggest challenge that this president had, Bacard, politically, was about his conduct, his his behavior, his judgment, and for six months now, he's been minimizing this virus and mocking his opponent for taking it seriously. I think that's just going to reinforce questions about his conduct and his judgment. Now, look, I think Americans, by and large, are empathetic people, and I think they're going to feel bad for his family that he obviously has now been afflicted by this virus. But in terms of their calculation of should he serve for four more years or not, it's just not clear to me how voters are going to reward um, him contracting a virus like this and say, you know, I want four more years of that kind of judgment. You know, let me, speaking of judgment, we've become a country that's, that lacks, is a, lacks some empathy th throughout this time period, at least forward facing. So let me just say that, that my family is praying for Melania and, and the president and Hope Hicks and everyone else in the White House. This, this virus is deadly and, and uh, it is beyond uh, uh, inconvenient, beyond measure. And we don't even know the lasting effects of it right now. And so. But that's the scary thing. Exactly. You know, we don't know months, years down the line well, you know, what's going to happen. Right. Oh, and, and J-Mart, let me let me do a, a quick PSA. This is for uh, The Ringer, uh, Juliet, Juliet uh, my producer, Kaya, and Bill Simmons. Uh, they want me to do this PSA. 
uh, please uh, don't let your Twitter takes get you fired from work today. Okay, guys, be be calm on Twitter. I see a lot of people firing off some extremely mean tweets today. Don't let your tweets get you fired. So listen, I don't know if we've had a formal response yet from the Biden campaign, but how do you think they should respond and how do you think this affects the Biden campaign? The one thing that I saw Bakari was that Biden put out a tweet saying uh, he was thinking of the president and Melania, um, but pretty minimal. Um, look, I, I, I think what he's going to do is be careful and prudent about this and is not going to be judgmental today um, or even tomorrow. I think there's no there's nothing to be gained if you're Biden by doing anything besides just offering your thoughts and prayers and, um, you know, otherwise not weighing in. Um, now, what where it gets more interesting, Bakari, is what does he say next week and the week after that? You know, um, I mean, no, I you, that, you, the question is, I mean, so the immediate question is you were 10 feet away from yeah. this man on yeah. Tuesday night. But your family was closer. The audience right. was, was was slightly closer. So I guess the first thing is that I'm sure he's he's getting tested rapidly, yes. daily as well. And, and by so the way, there was a pool report from that debate in which it was noted that the folks at the Cleveland Clinic where it was held asked some members of the Trump family in the audience to put on masks, and they declined. You know, and they were obviously in the same arena as the Biden family. So I'm sure at a personal level. There is great nervousness today in both the Biden family and the Trump family about their own health. It's an airborne virus, guys. It's an airborne virus. Look, I think the question is, what is the president's condition, right? Is this a largely asymptomatic bout that he's going to have in which he's back to, you know, some some resemblance of a, of a campaign in the next 10 days, two weeks? Or is, is this going to... You know, you know, effectively keep him in the White House and off the campaign trail. And I think Biden will base his decision on how he reacts upon the president's condition. Let me read this pool report for you, and then I want to piggyback yeah. on that. He says, after this is the pool report, the pool reporter at the debate filed this note at the time. After you all saw the Trump family enter the room without a mask, they sat down in a debate hall where rules mandated everyone in the room wear a surgical blue mask. From your pool era vantage point, all family members who entered Without a mask, members of his administration and other guests were not wearing a mask. A Cleveland Clinic doctor in a white lab coat started to approach Trump family guests to wear a mask. She offered them one in case they didn't get one. She never approached the family, but she got closer to them. Someone shook their head and no one she reminded to put on a mask ended up putting on one. Dr. Jill Biden, Senator Chris Coons, as well as all of those sitting in the Democratic section began to look over. Trump family members began to ask their guests what had happened. When the doctor who refused to comment to the press walked off the floor, a debate hall staffer told her, that's all you can do. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there you go. I mean, it's extraordinary to hear that now in the aftermath of you know, the president having this virus. But look, I think that's fitting with the way the president has handled this, and not just in terms of his public comments, but in terms of his own behavior. And he just has not taken it that seriously. And has resisted wearing a mask, has insisted upon you know, having his rallies, mostly outside, but not entirely outside, and you know, sort of largely going back to normal. He did not want to run a sort of COVID campaign in which he was restricted from doing that, which he enjoys the most, having his rallies, and, or having to wear a mask repeatedly at his events. And so um, it, you know, it's not terribly surprising that this happened because Bakari, I think his staff saw what he was doing 
and they sort of took their cues from him. And let me give you some breaking. Let me give you some breaking news while we're while we're talking. You know, I, since I do work for CNN, as do you. Uh, let, let's get, get some breaking news here. First and foremost, Nancy Pelosi and Steve Mnuchin have uh, both tested negative. Uh, Jared Kushner and his wife Ivanka Trump have tested negative. From Maggie Haberman, the second best reporter uh, behind Jonathan Martin at the New York Times. Uh, Rona McDaniel, the RNC chairwoman, has tested positive for the coronavirus on Wednesday. She has mild symptoms. She was last with POTUS last Friday and has been in Michigan since then. Well, and see, this is the whole thing, Bakari, is that we don't know who gave it to who. I mean, the assumption last night was that, you know, Hope gave it to President Trump. But for all we know, the president could have, could have you know, given it to Hope Hicks or could have given it to, you know, Ronald McDaniel or Ronald McDaniel. I mean, we we just don't know. It's a it's an invisible disease, and it's not clear um, where it came from. But obviously, when you've got people in close settings who are not wearing masks, who are not making any attempt to distance, they're more susceptible to, to get this disease. So, you know, I think that the the best comparison we have, although this is not on point, as legal scholars would say, would be uh, Hillary Clinton with. Uh, about of of pneumonia last year, uh, not last year, last election. Oh, Labor sure. Day, yeah. Labor Day, um, and the New York Times covered it covered it like it was the end of the world. It was everywhere, everywhere. No, it was actually the the nine eleven ceremony. Nine eleven ceremony. That's right. Ground sure. zero in twenty sixteen. That's right. Yep. Yeah, and um, so it, it, how should I mean? It, and we know that that Donald Trump didn't stop campaigning. In fact, he used that against her. Do you expect to see anything like that? From Democrats, not maybe not Joe Biden, but from Democrats today, using this oh, moment of sickness yeah. against. Yeah, and I think we already have seen some of that online. You know, I think we've already seen some people who are mocking, mocking the president, and you know, saying, you know, he's getting what he deserves, that kind of thing. You know, that that goes back to my PSA earlier. Don't let your don't let your tweets get you fired. My my last question for you. I think most Democratic members of Congress, Democratic governors are responding to this by talking about their their hope for the health and safety of the president and his family. And I think that's the posture that you'll hear mostly today. I want you guys to know that this is the this is unique because usually Jay Mark calls me and he kind of baits me into a conversation about SEC football or barbecue or something like that. Yeah, yeah the important and then stuff. And then he just drills into a question he's working on for a story. So I finally I get a chance to I get a chance to ask him some questions. So let, oh, let's, let me let me back well, up. What, what type of what type of national security risk is it for the president to have coronavirus? Can you talk to me about what that what that threat is or how people would evaluate that? Countries that are not our friends are obviously going to look for any opportunity to try to, you know, take advantage of us. And it doesn't matter if it's the president having a virus or anything else. So I mean, obviously they're going to sort of look at this and sort of like weigh their options. Thankfully, we were not engaged in a sort of like widespread hot war right now. So that's obviously a positive. But look, I mean, anytime something this serious happens in the country, our foes abroad are going to try to figure out what they can do, how they, how they can take advantage of it. So it's important that we're on guard. Tell me this. The stock market dropped this morning. What impact will will and, and the tell me tell me this jobs numbers that came out today were extremely weak. What what as you take as you look at this in totality, you're going into you have 209,000 people who've gotten this uh, virus, who contracted the virus. You have a very weak jobs number. 
You have the president getting coronavirus. What is the economic outlook going forward over the next 30 days until the election? The markets don't like unpredictable events. You know, they don't like volatility. They don't like uncertainty. I think they're responding to that because we have a lot of uncertainty right now. Um, And I think that's the reaction in the short term. And I think um, that's why you're going to see the president and vice president Pence and probably leaders of Congress, you know, um, make comments today about the health of the country broadly um, and the government um, because they recognize that, the, you know, markets don't like instability. And obviously we, we got instability right now. So my last set of questions for you, I, 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 I kind of hate going down this road, but this is a question that my wife even asked me this morning. Uh, now we're I, I am every and everybody who's watching and, and listening to the Bakari Sellers podcast are hoping for a speedy recovery for the president, but he is in a high risk population. Worst case scenario, uh, like Boris Johnson, um, if he becomes incapacitated or even worse, dies before the election, what happens then from a very tactical and legal standpoint? Pence becomes the nominee and appoints a vice president or game this out for me. Well, a lot of the ballots are have already not just been printed, Macari, but been sent to voters. I mean, there's 30 states already where people are already voting. I'm voting on Wednesday, by the way. So make a plan, go out and vote. I'm voting in Bamberg County in person early on Wednesday in South Carolina. The first day you can vote is Monday. So I think that's a question for legal minds of what does a party do if, if their candidate for president is incapacitated or sort of cannot be on the ballot when ballots are already printed and when people are already voting? Uh, you're a lawyer, so you, you got to tell me, McCarthy, how that works. And that's, it. that's why I got you, J-Mart. They said, go get the smartest person you know. And Estad was busy. Maggie was busy. I mean, I was... <laughs> Talk to the lawyers about that. But look, it would, it would obviously greatly complicate the election. It would greatly complicate the election. Who wrote this season? I mean, this 2020 has to be like, I mean, I don't know who, who this is like Scandal meets meets Tyler Perry. It's Shonda Rhimes. It yeah, it's it's crazy. Now, it'd be really crazy if, if South Carolina somehow had a winning season in football. Then you know it was very crazy. We're not having a winning season. We should fire Will Muschamp. I said that on this show all the time. <laughs> More breaking news. Campaign aide confirms that Senator Kamala Harris was tested Thursday as a part of the campaign's routine testing, and she tested negative. She's in debate prep, y'all, for next week. But, 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 uh, because Mike Pence has been in direct contact with somebody who has. What's she going to do? See, here he is asking me the questions again. I don't know. I, I, I woke up to this like everyone else. I will reach out and ask. I, my suggestion to Kamala Harris and her team would be that Mike Pence should quarantine for 14 days like everyone else, and yeah. the debate should be postponed. He's making news on his own show. Making news I don't want. Open. I don't. I don't want to risk. I don't want to risk Kamala or anybody else. So here we go, man. Thank you so much. Sorry, uh, enjoyed it. You know, I, I was giving you hell because I wasn't scheduled to put you on the show until I think next April, May, June, sometime around there. But we bumped it up. We made it happen. 2027, something like that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Wait, wait till you get your own podcast. When are you going to do it? When is the New York Times going to let you run the podcast operation? I got plenty going on, man. I don't need a podcast. I don't think the world needs any more podcasts. Uh, I'm good. But look, thanks for having me. Don't be a stranger. I won't be. Check us out next week. On Monday, we have uh, Congresswoman Lisa Blunt Rochester on Wednesday. If there is a debate, we have a great debate after show right at 1030 live on all the ringer. Uh, platforms. It's myself, Ebony Williams, and my good friend, Charlamagne the God. Until then, we will see you soon. Thank you, Jay Martin. Yeah,